Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Just recently, Larn and I were sitting at the bar at a very nice upscale Chinese restaurant, and we just ordered our food, so we were having some drinks and relaxing, and I gazed up, and there I see on a shelf in front of me the little statue of the cat with the raised arm waving back and forth. Surely you've seen that. Uh, It's featured prominently in many Asian establishments, but especially Chinese restaurants. And I said to Lauren, Lauren, you know the story behind that little cat statue waving its arm back and forth and she said no I I don't and I said well this is the perfect time to tell you brace yourself here it goes because that cat is called Maneki Neko Maneki Neko and actually you'd be surprised a lot of people only associate it with a Chinese establishment but they say that the story of Maneki Neko actually goes back to an event that happened in Japan. This is a Japanese creation. And as it is with many stories that sort of work their way through folklore, uh, nobody's 100% certain about how all this came to be. But here's the most popular story of the origin of Maneki Neko. So, most scholars say that sometime during the Edo period in Japan, which was a pretty large period, really, it it went from 1603 up until 1868, there was a Buddhist monk who was the sole occupant of this kind of shabby little uh, temple in a very rural area. And there was a a road sort of worn down that went right by it, but it wasn't traveled very often. So this monk did not get many visitors. He was very poor. He barely even had enough food to feed himself. But one day, this stray cat appeared out of nowhere. And the monk instantly felt great warmth toward this cat and decided to share his food with the cat despite the fact that, once again, the monk barely had enough to fill his own stomach. And so, the cat stuck around. Amazing how that happens, isn't it? And they became wonderful friends. So, one day, there was a pretty significant storm coming, a rainstorm. And the next thing you know, the monk is very surprised as the rain is starting to fall to turn and see a pretty glorious sight. Five samurais, all decked out in samurai gear, standing there in his doorway. And, uh, of course, the monk, uh, he comes over and says, Oh, my, my goodness. Thank you for stopping by. You know, how may I serve you? And the samurai tell 
the monk. Well, you know, we were passing through this area, and we know that farther down the road, there's a lodge that's pretty nice. So we figured we'd go to that lodge and get out of the rain. And frankly, we would have ridden right past this little spot, this little, you know, structure, and never noticed it if something strange had not caught our eye as we were about to go by. And the monk goes, oh yeah, what's that? And they said, well, it was your cat. Your cat was out there in front of this place on the side of the road doing something that we have never seen a cat do before. He was upright and he was literally waving to us and beckoning us to come into this particular temple. And he said, we couldn't resist. So here we are. And we'll just stay here and you know keep out of the rain. So the monk was pretty amazed by this. And so everybody starts petting the cat. And so the, the monk has them sit down and relax and take off their gear. And he serves them tea. And they're having wonderful conversation. And in fact, at that point, the monk starts telling them about his Buddhist beliefs. And these guys had never really been exposed to that philosophy before. And so hours went by. And it was just, you know, when the samurai finally left, one of them turned around and said, well, you know, I am actually a lord. And he said, I think more people need to know this message, so I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you develop this place. You'll be hearing from me again. And the samurai leave. Well, sure enough, one of those guys was a lord. And he was so impressed by what he had learned and the treatment that he received that he ended up donating incredible uh, crops I mean huge rice crops and incredible tracts of land and all kinds of riches and resources to this temple and built it up into one of the wealthiest little diamonds in Japan that people started visiting from all over the country to learn about Buddhism And so this monk actually felt that it was almost like some kind of a miracle that had happened, that his cat was out there on the side of the road, literally beckoning for good fortune to come in. And you might think that when you see the cat uh, in, in the little statue, that he looks more like he's just waving his arm back and forth, but actually in the eastern cultures they beckon in a different manner than we do in the west here in the west usually you'd 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 maybe put your your palm outward with your hand down and you'd lift it up and show the knuckles but in the east in japan no they do the uh, almost an opposite kind of a move really they have their uh their hand with the palm down and they wave it up and down and they have the sort of fingers falling up and down so they they actually beckon in a different with a different gesture than we do and in japanese beckoning cat means maneki neko and so that story of course spread like wildfire there is this amazing cat who is able to you know beckon in 
good fortune and great synchronicity and so people they immediately latched onto that and started reproducing it in statues and so that is why now all over the world in Asian establishments especially you will find the Maneki Neko the beckoning cat he's there to beckon in good luck for you and sometimes it's the right paw sometimes it's the left paw um, in some areas around uh, China, I've heard that they make a distinction because they say um, like it's supposed to be the left paw if it's a drinking establishment or the right paw if it's another type of business. It's, it, that kind of varies. But, but the idea of the cat, you know, beckoning in good luck is, you know, that's the important part. And I said, so there you go, Lauren. Did you know that story at all? She says, no, that's, that's a wonderful story. And then guess what? Our food arrived and it was delicious. So once again, Maneki Neko pulled off a good situation for everybody involved. So that said, um, I you know I really think that it's odd to me in some ways that cats got such a bad rap, thanks to the Malleus Maleficarum and uh, the Spanish Inquisition and all that. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I mean, in Europe, basically, when they were going around trying to prove that uh, a person was a witch or practicing witchcraft they were really grasping at straws and so it was those crazy people who were out there persecuting witches who were saying um, that cats were of the devil because a lot of people had a cat or whatever you know and but dogs dogs are more upstanding and they they are more loyal so they must be uh, more for the Lord a lot of these people who uh who live out in the wilderness and try to mind their own business they have a cat because a cat actually is a very valuable thing to have when you're trying to survive especially in a rural environment i mean i know i've lived out in the country most of my life uh, this whole thing about like me being in big cities you know like like uh here i'm here in las vegas for example and you know soon i'll be doing some stuff in la and all. that's kind of a recent development in my life most of my life was spent out in the woods of in the mountain the blue ridge mountains of western north carolina and a cat was great because it'd keep varmints at bay keep out rats mice snakes even spiders and stuff like that you know i mean just if a cat sees something, it knows to go for it, and it's a it's a very very handy thing to have a cat around. So, I always sort of thought of cats as being um, good luck to begin with, and so it's interesting as we get here toward the Halloween season when we start thinking about black cats and witches and spooky things again. You know what we're really doing is going back and relying upon some of those superstitions that came out of Europe. And I guess the 1400s, uh, the hammer of witches, and and that's really a, a terrible thing to celebrate. Frankly, uh, I think it's it's much more logical to consider cats as as bringing in good luck. And I don't have a cat right now. In fact, with my current travel schedule, um, I I really can't handle having any pets for the time being. Um, but. I really do feel that it's uh, it's interesting when I do have pets around. I feel it's interesting to go and take some of these sort of magical tools that I work on or I acquire or whatever and see how they react to it. And 
cats and dogs, both, used to, well, when I used to do experiments, so to speak, uh, they seem to react to wands. They seem to understand that there's something coming from a magic wand. And I've been telling you that I have an announcement, and so uh, I'm going to tease it a little bit more. Basically, I have decided to create one final wand. This will be my last wand. And the reason I say that is it just takes too much time to make a batch of wands and handmade, handcrafted, and then send them out there to the world. Um, I just don't have that much time on my hands anymore. And so I'm not saying I'll never make another wand for me. You know, I might go out and make a wand for myself to use and to experiment with, but I'm not going to make a batch of wands again to send out to the world. And uh, and a part of that makes me sad because I enjoy getting the feedback. But I am reaching the point in my life where I have so many things going on, I have to sort of pick and choose where I put my energy and my effort and my focus and and, and creating wands and making them available was always something that I did primarily out of joy anyway. It wasn't like something I had to do. It wasn't something I did just to make money or something like that. It was, for me, a very interesting way of experimenting and, and seeing if what I was getting um, was similar to what other people were getting You know, when, when they employed that kind of technology if you and that's what I believe it is I think it's a very ancient form of technology that we're just now learning about in new terms so I have decided to create one last wand that I will make available to you and this one <laughs> um, it's really something else wait till you hear the stories about what I've done using this wand and wait till you see the evidence, by the way. But the wand itself is cool enough. But I, you know, was, I wanted to really sort of celebrate the fact that this was going to be my last batch. And so I, um, and, there, and this is the only time I've ever offered this. This is a brand new, brand spanking new wand. And this is, I'm going to do one batch of it, but I figured I'd, I'd really, really want to push it over the edge and make it something special by throwing in a bonus a bonus gift on this one that is well it's almost as cool as the wand itself so um, I've already been working on this so I have you know a decent amount ready to go out the door but I'm only going to be able to continue working on them for another seven days or until I run out of supplies, because I have very, very limited supplies for this one in particular. And you'll understand why when you learn about it. So I'm going to, uh, my plan is to announce this new wand tomorrow on Sunday. And uh, as a matter of fact, I have already have a very busy day on Sunday. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing some radio interviews and uh, well there's at least one in England and some other places but anyhow uh, my plan is to officially debut this tomorrow and 
what I will, I mean, I, I shot a video today about it already. So I have to sit down, edit that video, and try to get, you know, like all this stuff put together to get it out there sometime tomorrow. And then at that point, I will say, look, you have seven days if you want to get this or until, you know, they're all gone. Because in seven days, I start my journey back across the country. Uh, because, of course, I'll be in Asheville on August 25th for George Norrie's event there at Diana Wortham. So if you want to be one of the first people notified, because as soon as I get this all, you know, really put together and I'm ready to to promote it, then I'm going to I'm going to go straight to the e-newsletter list. And so if you want to be one of the people who is the first to know you have to be a subscriber to my free e-newsletter, and that's easy to do. It takes about two seconds. Go to joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com, and you'll see right there on the homepage how you can just put in your email address and hit the button and subscribe, and that's it. And so you will be notified when the new wand is available. And in tomorrow's podcast, I will tell you all about this wand and uh, how I created it, why I created it, all that kind of stuff. So you'll get to learn about this just by listening to the podcast. But if you want to be able to you know, get the first opportunity to snatch one of these things, uh, I'm telling you, this is my last wand. So I'm doing one batch. If you want to have that access, go to joshuapwarren.com sign up for my free e-newsletter there so i'm going to get to work right now editing this video i shot so hopefully i can get all this put together and out there for you tomorrow but i hope that uh whatever is happening with you this weekend you are having good fortune good fortune is being somehow beckoned into your household into your into your business uh whatever and who knows, you might even want to go out there and grab your own little Maneki Neko to help out with things. So that's it for today. This podcast is always short. It's always free. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. That's because I try to leave one for you every day, even if I have to do it from my cell phone and it just lasts two minutes and it's out in the middle of nowhere, I try to leave one for you every day. If you click the link to the podcast there at joshuapwarren.com, then you can subscribe uh, to this podcast in various ways, or just follow me on Twitter at joshuapwarren, at joshuapwarren, and I try to tweet when a new one is available. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.